Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to The Corbett Report. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and it is December of 2023, so I am here in the chilly climes of Western Japan, but I'm enjoying a nice cup of hot coffee while I talk with you. And another edition of Questions for Corbett. Yes, it's that time to open up the mailbag and see what questions have come in. And uh, there's a question that I've received from a few different people in the past month or so. And uh, we'll take a representative example from Doug, who writes, I embraced the School of Thought, schoolofthought.org, online because of their wonderful posters about critical thinking, fallacies, etc. They have created some slick videos designed to get people to question their biases and seem to be geared toward eliminating conspiracy theories. I received a link to their conspiracy test, theconspiracytest.org, and selected my favorite subject, 9-11, as the conspiracy undertest. I gave my biases a 95% confidence level, as I've been studying 9-11 at least as long as you have, although your dogged research has contrib contributed greatly to my understanding along the way. At the end of the test, I was still at 95%, after the test attempted to debunk the theory in several ways. I was not convinced by any of them. I kept getting the sensation of, heard that one before. It would seem the test would have failed me at the end. I was not moved by any of the prompts, although there were some good ones. I'm pretty sure this is not a result of years of confirmation bias, but that's why I left 5%. I'm never 100% sure of anything. You've done so much on the subject of debunking the debunkers. It's troubling to me that the school of thought even includes 9-11 in this test. After all, that has, after all that has come out and all the work done by truly critical thinkers over the past 23 years, it would be interesting to see how you would respond to the test. I think you'd probably have similar yeah buts into my own in the process. Might be an interesting show. Well, you might be right about that, Doug. Let's find out. <laughs> and we're going to try it live on air. Because yes, I am. I'm sure I'm familiar with School of Thought. I'm sure I've come across that site before. And is that the site that does have like a, uh, like your logical fallacy is dot, dot, dot. And they have a bunch of different examples. Yeah, maybe I'm confusing it. Anyway, I'm not going to even bother to look that up. I am just going to go straight to the conspiracy test. Well, actually, theconspiracytest.org. How do I type that in my browser? Ah, let's just go to um, a search engine like PreSearch. And if you type in the conspiracy test, what's going to come up? This is the question. Oh, there it is. Okay, theconspiracytest.org. Um, so let's go here and see what it, this is all about. Now, just... Let me preface this by saying, Doug, I feel like I understand and agree with what you're saying there, with your confidence level being at 95%. Sure, because I do, I too, also always leave room in my calculation for the things that I don't know. And there are things that I don't know that I don't know. And if you had asked me back in 2003, 4, 5, what I thought about 9-11 truth, I would have liked to have think, even if I had have rejected it at that time, I would have liked to have think I wouldn't 100% reject it because I didn't 100% know things that I didn't know at that time. And then when I learned those things, it completely changed my view. So there are things out there, and I do leave that in my philosophy. But I have a feeling that, yeah, I'm going to get some yeah buts and eye rolls. So instead of rolling my eye, anytime there's a particularly ridiculous leading question or something that tries to nudge me in a certain direction. I'm going to just going to take a knowing sip from my coffee. And you'll know what that means. Um, 
I'll have to sip very loudly for the audio-only listeners to the podcast, though. All right, okay, so here we are, theconspiracytest.org. There is an intro video, but before we go to that, I want to click about, because, oh, it's the Illuminati eye. Oh, oh, such playful. I already know where this is going, but anyway. Um, This project is collaboration between the School of Thought and the University of Queensland Critical Thinking Project with (laughs) philanthropic support, easy for me to say, from Gabriel Weinberg and Skyden from Metal Warrior. (laughs) Off the top of my head, I don't know what that is. (laughs) But anyway, and advice from Professor Sander Sander Vanderlinden at the Social Decision-Making Lab in the Department of Psychology at the University of Cambridge and Brendan Nyhan, the James O. Friedman Presidential Professor, Department of Government, Dartmouth College, Boy, oh boy, I can already tell (laughs) what this is going to be like. It is published under Creative Commons by School of Thought, blah, blah, blah. Please consider supporting our mission. Oh, yeah, sweet merch, sure. What and How. The Conspiracy Test is a gamified interactive platform to help increase healthy skepticism for conspiracy theories. Users can select a theory they think might be true, then set a baseline of skepticism and challenge themselves through a series of self-directed steps to increase their critical thinking score. Yeah. Because that's my problem. I just have no... Cri- you know me. I'm a, I'm a total idiot who fell off the turnip truck yesterday, and I've just never critically thought about anything in my life. I don't know how to do research. I don't, I've never thought these things through. You know me. If only there was a website that could show me the way to think critically. Oh, thank you, University of Queensland. Let's just, uh, let's just find out about this critical thinking project while we're here, because I'm not off the top of my head familiar with this particular vehicle of the University of Queensland. All right, the University of Queensland Critical Thinking Project, UQCTP, an abbreviation that just flows off the tongue, is a comprehensive curriculum and engagement program for the development and deployment of critical thinking pedagogies. And they've got the thinker, the Rodin statue there in the background, so you can tell they're hard thinkers here. The UQCTP actively assists teachers in embedding critical and creative thinking in disciplinary context, shifting the focus of education from the dissemination of accumulated knowledge to more autonomous and critically engaged learning. Well, that sounds buzzwordy and wonderful. There couldn't be any devils in these details, right? Anyway, okay. Well, thinking schools, network, students, partner, research, open access research. Let's see what they've got. I know this is a diversion from what we're here for today, but it's interesting. On critical thinking and content knowledge... Collaborative inquiry, developing the basis of critical thinking pedagogies. All right, so they got some kind of mag, online mag or journal or whatever. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. So let's go back. Um, let's go back. Well, there's an explainer video or an intro video. For purposes of today, let's just watch this intro. Ahaha, so playful. Conspiracies are real! Throughout history, powerful people have cons- Okay, you know what? I don't care. I do not care. Yes, wonderful. Okay, beautiful. 
This is such an uh, this is such a representation of who I am and what I believe and what I think and the way my mind works. Man, you guys have already nailed it. Way to talk down to your audience. I, I bet you that's part of your critical thinking pedagogy. Blah blah blah. Anyway, okay, whatever. Uh, stop the steal. Couldn't care less. MMR vaccine. Okay, that's interesting. But UFOs and aliens, moon landing, flat Earth. Oh, again, you guys just know me so well. Global warming. Now that could be an interesting one. Should I go global warming or 9-11? Well, let's say uh, Doug went 9-11. I'll go global warming. So, okay. Let's take the global warming test here. Pathetic human! Your feeble attempts to overcome your own biases will inevitably fail! Regardless, it is my duty to welcome you aboard and provide the following contrived exposition of your mission. God, I hate this garbage. To be so rational, much. we Thank must you. think in terms of probabilities rather than. True if this doesn't hurry up, I'm just stopping. It means you think it is very likely that yes, yes, I know how percentages work. Thank you. Yes, yes. And 99% means you think that. Okay, I don't care. I really just want to get to the point here. Shut up with all this nonsense. All right. Uh, oh wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> now I don't know. <laughs> How much? Uh, 1% very likely a real conspiracy. 99% almost certainly no conspiracy. All right. Well, global warming, anthropogenic global warming. Again, I'm going to be like D Doug. And I'm going to say, well, there's a 5% chance that uh, I leave myself open. I'm not 100% certain about anything. All right. Here we go. Your first objective is to consider how many real-life people would need to be in on it for this conspiracy to be viable. Often conspiracy theories refer to mysterious, hand-wavy institutions, but of course... Okay, first of all, don't ask me or in any way try to find out what it is I believe or how I think this works. Just put garbage in my mouth so that I'm left to respond to whatever garbage you're inserting into that. Isn't that... Isn't there a large logical fallacy being happening here where they're strawmanning an argument? Yes, I think it's one big conspiracy of one globalist corporation that controls everything and blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, no, you haven't listened to my hundreds of hours of exposition on this subject alone, let alone thousands of hours that I've done on other subjects. So let's see how they strawman me into some sort of position on and give me some yes or no multiple or multiple choice answer here, right? Those institutions need to be made up of people with their own lives, families, and sense of justice and morality. So the question to consider is just how many people would need to not only go along with this conspiracy, but also keep it a secret. As a project manager once said, just getting even 12 people to do what they're supposed to do on time without blabbing early is nearly impossible. Well, if, if, if he says it, I guess it's true. <laughs> Man Manhattan Project? What was that? <clears throat> okay, examine viability. After considering just how many people would have needed to keep their big mouths shut, I recommend we increase our skepticism for the global warming conspiracy theory too. Okay, this has not swayed me one bit. You're definitely right, Doug. This is a yeah, but I've heard this one before because... I, again, this is totally the wrong framing for this question, the wrong way around. Uh, it is not... I, there are so many things going through my head right now, one of which is the 97% the of scientists agree 
claim, which is totally erroneous. In every way they've tried to put that forward, it is erroneous. But there was one particularly egregious example where they cherry-picked uh, peer-reviewed papers, and they were uh, I think they were only examining abstracts of a sampling of uh, a cherry-picked papers, which they then further cherry-picked by uh, uh, stating that the the if they didn't if the abstract didn't actively disclaim the idea of anthropogenic global warming, then they threw the paper out. Now, okay, okay, I've got the, I don't have the details and which paper and what year that is in my archives, but. It's an example of how this is done. Um, well, if they didn't explicitly disclaim and, and explicitly state that the anthropogenic global warming principle is 100% a lie and a conspiracy, then they believe it and they put it in the 97% of scientists agree. See? Whereas when you actually look at those papers, the vast majority of them were not dealing with the question of anthropogenic causation of global warming. They were just looking at global warming's effects on salamanders or whatever, and just taking it for granted that the AGW hypothesis was, was correct. So all of this claim of scientific consensus is largely a fiction. And there have been studies done where uh, uh, researchers were asked, including specifically climate researchers, let alone um, people in physics and other related, widely related disciplines, meteorology and what have you, were asked specifically about anthropogenic causation and how how much they would attribute to that. And you get very different answers in that case. Because again, what is the other side of this? Like my side, have you asked for my opinion? Is there a man-made effect on climate? Sure. But is that effect the driving force of climate change? Or is it such a small and minuscule amount that it can hardly be measured and can't be even taken into account in calculations? Or is it somewhere in between? And which scientist falls on which part of that spectrum? And what is their field of study? And how much have they looked into the actual root cause? So no, I don't, don't think there needs to be a grand conspiracy of millions of people around the world who actually know the secret calculation that shows that this is all wrong, but they're just holding it back in some sort of secret cabal. So no, this has nothing to do with that. It has to do with many, 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 many scientists who take it for granted that the causation stuff Oh, that's, you know, the other guys worked on that. Remember the uh, the tree-mometer guys who totally fudged their data with regards to the most important tree in the world, Yamal 97 or whatever it was called? Yeah, look that one up and look at Steve McIntyre's work and uh, Climate Audit going through that nonsense or the hockey stick or all of the other nonsense that's been forwarded over the years. And the vast majority of scientists who are not specifically, 100% specifically dedicated, like at the University of East Anglia, why have I heard that name before? Oh, right, ClimateGate, uh, who are specifically working on this, have no understanding of the causation. So they're not even looking at that. They're just taking it for granted that that part is bedrock. And then when they look into it, oh my God, you know what? There's problems here. And I, I, I can say that advisedly. Go check my interview with Judith Curry if you don't remember that, where she, for many years, went along with it. Well, it's the IPCC. I know thousands of scientists are working on this. I can trust that what they're doing is broadly correct. But when she actually looked into it for herself, oh my God, there, there actually is a giant problem here. And the more that I press on say, pointing this problem out, the more I'm shunned as if I'm Lucifer or something. Huh? It's almost like there's a gigantic conspiracy of silence around this. 
Anyway, so yes, this argument does not change me one iota of an inch. Nothing whatsoever. So I am staying at 5%. Thanks. The human brain is highly adaptive. Excellent fresh, but equally delicious in a pot roast. But on the negative side, your brain is also effortlessly deceived by simple magic tricks. If your brain can be so easily fooled by illusions, why not conspiracy theories? Even when you know someone is trying to fool you, your brain fails! Watch this attention test video and reconsider your confidence! Um, am I going to get the attention test video here? I bet you there's a monkey or a guy in a gorilla suit that walks through as other people are shooting basketballs or something like that. We've all seen this type of attention test before, haven't we? Now, I, okay, I have to move my microphone, which is in the way of my screen at the moment. So excuse me if I sound a little different here. Oh, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh, there's a video here. <laughs> like, well, that wasn't very convincing. All right, let's let's take the attention test, which again has absolutely, I mean, totally no relevance whatsoever to the, the the topic under consideration. I'm beginning to wonder: Are all of these the same, no matter which test you're taking? This is my global warming mission. Explain to me what you think this has to do with. Anyway, okay. Clearly, somebody in this room murdered Lord Smythe, who, at precisely 3.34 this afternoon, was brutally bludgeoned to death with a blunt instrument. I want each of you to tell me your whereabouts at precisely the time that this dastardly deed took place. I was polishing the brass in the master bedroom. I was buttering his lordship. It was the bearer that has already disappeared from the background, right? Scones below stairs, sir. Why, I was planting my petunias in the potting shed. Constable, arrest Lady Smythe. But, but how did you know? Madam, as any horticulturist will tell you, one does not plant petunias until May is out. Take her away. That's right, madam. It's just a matter of observation. The real question... Yes, it was the bear that has been swapped out for a suit of armor. Is how observant were you? Oh, oh, there's been 21 changes. All right. Well, I stand corrected then. Okay. Clearly, somebody in this room murdered Lord Smythe, who, at precisely 3.34 this afternoon, was brutally bludgeoned to death with a blunt instrument. I want each of you to tell me your whereabouts at precisely the time that this dastardly deed took place. I was polishing the brass in the master bedroom. I was buttering his lordship's scones below stairs, sir. But I was planting my petunias in the potting shed. Constable, arrest Lady Smythe. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wow. That was so convincing. You know what? That changes the fundamental hypothesis of... Glo uh, now I think anthropogenic global warming is a reasonable hypothesis. Wow. 
<laughs> All right. What did that have to do with the causation of climate change? Which, by the way, is unfalsifiable woo-woo pseudoscience. <laughs> Which, anyway, let's not get into that. How many logical fallacies are being presented in this test alone? All right. Oh, okay. Humans can be distracted and tricked. Therefore, you are wrong about the causation of climate change. <laughs> All right. So far, so ridiculous. Let's keep going. To have confidence in our beliefs, we need to consider alternative perspectives with an open mind. Watch this debunking video and see how much it's able to help you increase your skepticism. But remember, this video may contain its own biases, so view it with skepticism too. The point of watching this video is to just openly consider an alternative perspective. To have confidence in our beliefs, beliefs, we need to consider alternative perspectives with an open mind. Watch the debunking video on the next screen and see if honestly considering it increases your skepticism. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I honestly, I expected that this was going to be about global warming and specifically about this issue and some of the scientific underlying problems. Since this is just generic boilerplate, hey guys, your brain tricks you, therefore you're wrong about what you believe. That's a logical fallacy in and of itself. So anyway, this whole test is garbage. For anyone who wants to bail now, I do not blame you. But for the completionists in the crowd, I'll keep going. Here we go. Convince me, Illuminati eye. Let's talk about the science of climate change. <laughs> Veritasium guy, right? Don't you mean global warming? Why'd you change the name? Global warming wasn't happening, so you had to call it climate change? Well, the overall average temperature of the planet is increasing, so global warming is technically correct. But that doesn't mean it's going to be warmer everywhere all the time. And that leads to some confusion. Like on a cold winter's day, you might say, So much for global warming. Exactly. So the term climate change indicates that the problem is more intense storms, droughts and floods, ocean acidification, not Unfalsifiable woo-woo pseudoscience, watch that video and I will provide exactly opposite uh, hypotheses that are forwarded on every single... More more flooding, less flooding. More droughts, less droughts. More snow, less snow. Uh, autumn sooner, autumn later. More, more snow, less snow. Uh, we were told no snow two decades ago. Now we're saying it will, it will actually lead to more snow, etc., etc. It's absolutely ridiculous, completely unfalsifiable, not scientific. Just that the globe is warming, but it's not. What? The globe's not warming. Since when? Yeah, since when is the good question, because we, since we've been coming out of the Little Ice Age, you better believe the globe's been warming. Yeah, I think everyone, well, not everyone, but most people would agree with that. Since the Little Ice Age, a few hundred years ago, there's been a consistent warming trend overall. Question is, how much in recent years? How much is that different from what we would expect average? How do How is the average global temperature of the planet calculated? Etc., etc. What data sets are used for that? How are those data sets manipulated? Details, shmeetails, huh? 1995. Um, that's not how you draw a trend line through data. You know... 95, huh? Yeah. What's the starting point? What should be the starting point on this? How many years of warming or no warming does it take for climate to be in factor, not weather? Huh? Uh, because I believe NASA used to say 20 years. Until, until you get 20-year averages uh, that average out to a zero 
growth trend, in which case, no, it's not 20 years anymore. Or no, we start arbitrarily at 1979 because that's when we get the satellite data temperature set or whatever else, right? Okay. 13 of the 14 hottest years occurred this century. Oh, really? Oh, uh, and how many, how many centuries back does that data go? And how reliable is that data from previous centuries? How reliable is that data today? But how reliable? Uh, oh, but we know in the year, you know, 17,342 BC, it was a hotter year than 1997, right? <laughs> like, again, total baloney that if you stop to consider for one second, you could pick apart in a million different ways. Three. And the graph you're using is old. It doesn't include satellite data. If you take that into account, the trend is obviously continuing upwards. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, lies, damned lies, and corona uh, climate statistics, or should we go with uh, 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 Orwell? Uh, oh, I can't think of the name that I gave that particular video, but there was one. Orwell's Nightmare, I believe, is the name. Type that into the Corporate Report search bar. I think you're going to find my video where I talked about the data sets and how they have been manipulated to produce warming trends. Um, the past is being cooled and the present is being warmed year by year as the data set changes. The temperature in the 1930s has changed over the past few years. How does a historical temperature change? Because they recalculated. They did a bit of jiggering and wouldn't you know, that brings the past down and the, the present up. Anyway... I've talked about this before. But you don't just have to go by the temperatures. There are plenty of other signs that the globe is warming. Like sea levels are rising three millimeters a year. That's oh, I hope he gets to Antarctic ice. I hope he gets to Antarctic ice. It's an indication that the oceans are getting warmer and so expanding. Ice on Antarctica and Greenland is... <laughs> see, see a recent edition of New World next week for more on that. Melting at unprecedented rates and Arctic sea ice continues to decline. Oh, so you automatically assume it's man-made CO2. You know, humans only emit a tiny fraction of the CO2 released into the atmosphere every year. That's true. People emit about 30 gigatons, compared with 780 gigatons from natural land and ocean processes. Before us, the system was in balance with the land and oceans. <laughs> the system was perfectly, precisely balanced until that Tiny bit for mankind threw the entire system out of whack. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Absorbing that same amount, 780 gigatons a year. This balance... <laughs> you know, this is... Uh, uh, who cares about all the other proofs? This is proof of the existence of God, because God made it so exactly 780 gigatons could be released of CO2 and 780 gigatons. It was perfectly balanced until humans came and screwed it all up, huh? <laughs> balance kept carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere between 180 and 280 parts per million for 800,000 years. Now it's at 400 parts per million and still... Wait, does the carbon dioxide uh, increase, does that happen before the temperature increase or after the temperature? Uh, again, details. Who cares, right? Rising. The sun is the source of warmth on Earth. Ice and clouds reflect some of its light away, but the rest is absorbed by land and water and re-emitted as heat. Some of that heat escapes to space, and some is held in by the atmospheric greenhouse effect. 
The insulating effect of Earth's greenhouse gases are the reason that life exists as we know it, but human activities have increased the concentration of one of them, carbon dioxide, 40% since the Industrial Revolution. We know the sun's output has varied during history, but since the 1970s, the period when global temperatures increased the fastest, temperature and solar activity have moved in opposite directions. If the sun was to blame, it would cook the upper and lower layers of the atmosphere together. Instead, we only see warming in the lower layers, the same place that human greenhouse gases like carbon dioxide are piling up. So CO2 is increasing. How do we know it's our fault? The best evidence comes from looking at what isotopes, or different kinds of carbon, are in the atmosphere. Fossil fuels come mainly from old plants. Plants prefer to use the lighter isotope carbon-12 over the heavier carbon-13, so they contain a higher ratio of 12 to 13 than the atmosphere does. When more fossil fuels get burned, the percentage of carbon-12 in the atmosphere should go up, and that's exactly what we see. So now you're armed with the facts. Why we know climate change is happening, and why we're causing it. Wow. Well, I have no further questions. At least this was about global warming. I'll give him that. I mean, okay, so at least we got something relevant to the subject. However, as someone who has... I, I get that this is geared towards people who know nothing about any of this science, have never looked at any scientific argument about this, are getting all of this for the first time as a clean slate. But I'm not. I have researched this for going on 20 years, and I came from a position that I thought that was the bridge too far. Uh, th this was after, yeah, okay, 9-11 clearly wasn't what they said. Oh, okay, the Federal Reserve banking system clearly isn't. Wow, everything is topsy-turvy, but this was the probably the last domino to fall on my way towards the corporate report was, yeah, but global warming, they're not lying about that, until I started to look into it. So anyway, Yes, I have deeply, deeply researched this subject, more so than I think they are expecting for the average person who's never looked at any of this, and to which all of this will be persuasive, because they haven't interviewed uh, uh, Lindzen or uh, Judith Curry or any of the people that are in my archives. Anyway, okay, again, hasn't... No, I'm sorry, that doesn't change anything, because I know... That That is not persuasive, and it may be for someone who knows nothing about it, but it's not persuasive for someone who has been researching this for many years. I already know all about that, all of that, and what they're leaving out of that, and all of the ways what they're saying is wrong or manipulated. So no, that doesn't change my opinion at all. Next question. Shifting our mindset by taking on a different point of view can help offset our biases. Here's a selection of short notes from people like you who have pretended to be 99% skeptical of this conspiracy theory. Read a few of these notes, then choose if you want to add your own. Now, this is perhaps actually valuable, and I've, point, I've talked about this before, and I don't remember where at this point, but I have certainly talked about the idea of, okay, let's, let's apply the, the question of if, uh, what could convince me that I was wrong? Or in what way could I be wrong about what I believe? And we should all be asking ourselves this at all times. What would be convincing? How could I be wrong? What could I be missing? What could change my mind on this subject? So that is an important exercise. Okay, shift perspective. The notes on the next screen are from people like you who think the global warming conspiracy theory might be true, but have tried to come up with the best reason they can think of to doubt it. What's more likely? that thousands of scientists from different countries and institutions are all lying, or that people who profit from fossil fuels are. <laughs> 
because there's no profit whatsoever to be made in the trillion dollar takeover of the entire global economy on the back of the green finance scam. And there's no money pouring into that. No, no, no. It's it's all big oil. And big oil, as we know, is all divesting and going green. BP isn't British Petroleum anymore. It's uh, Beyond Petroleum or whatever they're trying to rebrand as, right? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, no, that's not where it's at. Anyway, it's not that thousands of scientists are actively lying, as I say. It's that thousands of scientists, scientists, as if they're some special class of human being. These are people who specialize in a certain area who haven't looked into the actual causation factor. Uh, Check out skepticalscience.com. Oh, believe me, I have. Where the argument section, they clearly debunk all the myths. Okay, well... Argument from authority. No logical fallacy going on there. The fact is, there is now more carbon in the atmosphere than in recorded history, and exactly what was predicted would happen was happening and is happening. (laughs) Exactly what was predicted? That climate would change. Again, of course, oh, we just saw that was debunked, because the globe is warming. Trust us, bro. Asterisk. But anyway, yeah, okay, yeah, since the Little Ice Age, the global temperature has been rising, so to predict that global temperatures would generally rise or there'd be a general rise in a state stage of the uh, anthro... What am I trying to say? The climatological history in which we're going through a warming period is not a prediction. It's not a stunning prediction. We'll put it that way. Uh, the fact there is now more carbon in the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. And by the way, yeah, carbon dioxide levels and why they're going up and how they're going up and how they're being measured. That's, a, that's another rabbit hole that I've never done a specific deep dive on. But thank you for bringing it up, Siraj, if that is your real name. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll keep that one in mind. All right. Mm-hmm. What's more likely that thousand? Okay. Oh, so that's it. Okay. And uh, do I want to add my note? Um, see if you can come up with a good reason someone might want to be skeptical about this conspiracy theory and write a short note. We'll add the best ones for others to read. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Uh, what would I say? Um, uh, <laughs> I think, honestly, the best I could come up with on this subject is that, okay, there's no real way to disprove it, but it might be happening. And um, let's go with uh, Pascal's uh, wager. If you're wrong about it, the consequences would never be the same. (laughs) Anyway, you get the idea. It's a wager, right? Oh, well, global warming could be real or it might be not real. Uh, Well, we better err on the side of going real. But even then, I I can't in good conscience say that because that is, I honestly, I have heard versions of that from many people before. Okay, even if it is all a scam, isn't it better that we go off fossil fuels? Okay, yeah, in what way? By whom? In in what manner is this going to be achieved? By, on the back of the quasi-proto-global government of the United Nations and uh, the dictates of the UNFCCC and monstrosities like G-fans, uh, which are uh, converting the world into natural resource capital that can then be traded and and invested in and and bought up wholesale, monopolized, sustainable development, copyright-restricted, trademark. Yeah, no. No. 
I can't in all good conscience say that because unfortunately the devil is in the details as always. And even, even if there was anthropogenic global warming, and even if it was catastrophic anthropogenic global warming, which by the way is another aspect of this hypothesis, which adds another layer that needs to be proven. Even if that were all true, I do not trust the the Al Gores of the world. And I don't just mean Al Gore for the hard of thinking. I mean that type of global technocratic John Kerry, whatever, tinkerer to, and oh, Mark Carney will steward over this and will adequately direct the world's resources to combat this problem. So no, even if I'm totally 100% wrong about it, I am still 100% opposed to the entire bureaucratic machinery of technocratic world government that is coming into place to take care of this problem for us. So even that, I can't in all good conscience say. I'll have to think about this in more detail, but I'm not coming up with the counter-argument at the moment. Anyway, next. You have now completed the test! After you've gone through the slightly annoying process of entering your details, you will be shown how you compare and yeah. be given the opportunity <laughs> to download free critical thinking posters and or buy oh, some wow. sweet oh, yeah. merch to support okay. our nonprofit. No thanks. Yeah, no, I don't think I'll give you my details. Anyway, wonderful. And yes, okay, seeing that imagery there at the end of that video, I can tell, oh yes, th this is, they run, I'm pretty sure it's your logical fallacy is, or something like that, and I've definitely seen that, and I've definitely used that at times as a shorthand to direct people to talking about what is the argument from incredulity or what have you. Okay, anyway. Okay, wonderful. So that didn't change me at all. You're right, Doug. Um, I still do leave open the possibility that I am wrong. I always do. I always will. Because anyone who doesn't, I think there's something fundamentally creepy and scary about that. I am 100% certain I know everything about everything that is of importance and I could never change my mind. I wouldn't listen to you about anything if you thought that way. No, of course, I could be wrong. But, but nothing, absolutely nothing that was presented there is anything new to me. I, I get what this is. This is for literal grade schoolers or people who have literally never researched into the topic that they're thinking about, who have never, never diverted, devoted a second's thought to this. Clearly, I would say pretty clearly, no one in the corporate report audience, right? Maybe people who have, you know, stumbled on a redacted video on GooTube or something. The first time they've ever heard someone challenge mainstream opinion on anything. Oh my god. Could this be true? I better take the conspiracy test. But yeah, who is the audience for this? Why do they talk down? Why do they use the alien trope and all of this nonsense? It's just... I... I it's funny for all these psychology researchers and people who have spent all this time looking at ways to inoculate people against misinformation. Boy, my god, do they miss the mark. Do they not know anything about psychology, or at least the psychology of people like me, and I presume other people in the Corbett Report audience. But, as always, let us know, how did you do on the conspiracy test? All right, so I'm not encouraging anyone to take this test because who knows what data they are harvesting from you when you go to your site, let alone, I would certainly not recommend you fill in all your details so you can see your stats and download free conspiracy critical thinking postcards or whatever the 
whatever garbage they're they're hawking in the name of giving you the your giving them your duty de- juicy details unless you salt your data of course anyway so i'm not encouraging people to take this but if you have or if you know someone who does or if you just want to comment about what you have seen there is one one and only one place to do so that is corbettreport.com so i will open up the comments there for corbett report members corbettreport.com/theconspiracytest and you can leave your your feedback on this, um, this spectacle that we were just forced to endure, I think that'll do it for today. I am, I'm definitely all out of coffee to sip, coffee to sip here, as I uh, feel like I've been condescended to this entire time. Um, but interested to hear your feedback. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for this edition of Questions for Corbett, and probably this will be the last Questions for Corbett for the year, so if I don't see you before then, and I definitely will with my other videos and new world next year and other solutions watch your end and you're in review all of that but in case you don't see any of that merry christmas happy new year thank you for being here as always thank you for your support monetary moral and otherwise i do appreciate it i'm looking forward to talking to you again in the near future